three, two, one, and we're live. What's going on? Hello, Michael. How are you? I'm, I'm doing pretty good, dog. Haven't seen you in a minute, you know. It's been a while. It's been, a while. been in, uh, we're at Prague. Yeah, we're in Prague. What you doing over there? Yeah, just hanging out. Yeah? Green culture. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I, sh- I should probably give you, like, a little introduction. Yeah. But... <laughs> But that was one of my best friends. Uh, his name's uh, Austin Langrock. Uh, he's a student here at CU. Uh, what are you studying again? I fucking forgot. I don't know. Finance, yeah. Big finance guy. <laughs> See, we, uh, <laughs> See, we're going to talk about... Uh, what are we going to talk about today? What are you thinking? Let's start with one AFC NFC championship stuff. That was, that was a fucking crazy game. That was one very close game. One very lopsided game. You're something makes me think that you're uh you're like a skeptic in uh in the way the outcome of the game went. You know, I have a I have a few complaints in the AFC game. I'll start off by saying the Patriots were obviously the Patriots were obviously the better team. I think most of us knew that. But um as we saw like with the Falcons last year, I think the Jaguars had the same they made the same mistake where they got comfortable. When they were up on the Patriots, they started running the ball a lot. And, you know, Bill Belichick is, what, the best coach ever. So you can't just keep doing the same thing over and over again. It's not going to work. And I also have another complaint with the uh, with the officials, but we don't have to dive too far into that. I mean, <laughs> one penalty called against the Patriots, and the last time that happened was 2012 versus the Ravens. And, you know, who the other team was, you know, the Patriots. So... You know, it is what it is, but... That is true, though. Like, I, I just... I don't know. I thought it was fucking weird. Well, the first the first flag, I thought was a penalty. It was a holding call. It was on uh, on the right side of the field. But the second one, on uh, on Colvin, on the left side, yeah. that was very questionable because it didn't look like... I mean, you didn't touch him. You didn't really... Nothing really happened. I don't know. Uh, and the refs just seemed sloppy, like, the whole game. Like, that one third down where it was they called a delay of game, and it was a delay of game. Like, right. It actually was the call. But if it's a delay of game, you got to you blow it dead. It's like a false start. But they let the play happen. They let Blake Bortles convert the first, and then they called it the delay of the game. It's like, if you're going to call the penalty, call it from the beginning. Don't let the play occur. But I'm sure your bias has nothing to do with I'm, you being a Jets fan. I'm very biased. <laughs> I'm sick of Tom Brady winning. He's the best quarterback of all time. We get it. Like, he might get his sixth in two weeks, but... It's pretty fucking sick. Yeah. I he mean, went to Michigan. You, you can't deny that. Like, there's no there's no argument anymore. I know that. It's just, you know. NFL ratings are going down. I think a lot of people, not just Jet, Bills, and Dolphin fans, are sick of seeing the Patriots win. But Yeah, but like... It's incredible. It's fucking, it's definitely incredible, to say the least. They've been doing like, uh, I think uh, in in 17 years, Bill Belichick's been the head coach. This is going to be their eighth Super Bowl appearance. Yep. That's fucking numbers right there. I mean, I, I personally believe that like Belichick doesn't need Brady as much as Brady needs Belichick. Obviously, Brady is incredible. Mm-hmm. But Belichick is a football genius. 
like one of the smartest guys to ever be around the game. So, if you notice, I mean, every single time that they score, he didn't, no reaction, no. nothing. He's like, all right, all right, special teams get out there. Yeah. Well, here we go, another another Patriots Super Bowl. Get to enjoy that for uh, eighth time, but um, want to move on to the NFC game. Yeah, that was fucking bullshit. I don't know. I definitely I walked. I mean, he he played a very good game, but I would say that play calling absolutely put him in position to do what he did. Um, I mean, I'm biased because I wanted the Eagles to lose that game. Also, because if the Vikings went to the Super Bowl, validates my point that the Chicago Bears play in a difficult division, which some people might dispute. Yeah, but I don't think, me as a Jets fan, I don't think I have any disputing to do. But yeah, I mean, yeah, they you know Patriots thirteen out of fourteen years won the division, so yeah, that's a uh, rough life you live there. But I mean, one thing that's interesting is the Vikings had the best home offense in the NFL this season. And on the road, they had the 22nd best offense, uh, defense in the NFL. So, I mean, Vikings going on the road to Lincoln, tough place to play. I mean, I thought it was going to be closer, but I'm not I'm not stunned by an Eagles victory. Yeah, I guess I'm not stunned either. I felt like the Saints were probably the better match team to play the Eagles in the NFC Championship game. Obviously, that play, the Stefan Diggs made the game before. Incredible. Never forget it. But I don't think the better team won last week. No. I think that, I mean, I think the only, I thought, the only quarterback in the playoffs who could beat Tom Brady was Drew Brees. You were saying this. It's true. And now. And now. Now it's Nick Foles against Brady. And now it's Nick Foles against Brady. Well, I mean, you guys have been saying he's elite this whole time, so. Yeah, I mean, he did. I mean, he went to the Pro Bowl. He threw 27 touchdowns and two interceptions in one season. I mean, kind of how to play quarterback. Craziest thing is he can go, win a Super Bowl, come back to the Eagles, and be the second-string quarterback again behind Carson Wentz. But do you think he's going to stay with the Eagles this offseason? If, what if... Hypotheticals here. What if the Eagles win the Super Bowl? Wouldn't Nick Foles be like a hot commodity this offseason? I mean, I don't know his. I know his contract situation is. I don't know if it's the last year of his deal. Um, I'm sure you could look it up and find out. But I feel like if he's in the last year of his contract, then he's on. He has uh, one more year after this. One more year after this. So, I mean. The Eagles will probably get a lot for him. They'll probably try and trade him. I mean, I don't know if they try and trade him, but like, would it be in his best interest to like stay and sit again for another year and then? It could be. I mean, a very important position in the NFL is back at quarterback. Like, it's taken for granted because you just always think your starter is going to be in there. But I mean, look at the Packers this year with Hundley, and he was okay. You know. You tell me if Aaron Rodgers plays the whole season, they're not in the playoffs. Like, I had him on my fantasy team this year. Definitely yeah, carried me. Having a good season. So, what do you think about <clears throat> prediction for the Super Bowl? 
30 seconds. Spreads, spreads about five and a half. Five and a half? It's for obviously what? The Patriots. Patriots? I don't know. This one's hard because Eagles have a great pass rush. Their their corners absolutely suspect. I mean, Malcolm Jenkins, solid, solid strong safety to have. Um, but like, I just feel like the Patriots just get the ball out so fast. The problem I noticed in the Vikings game when I was watching it is that Case Keenum took too long to get the ball out. Patriots have fastest release, or like Tom Brady has the fastest release when he's getting rid of the football in the NFL. So, I mean, even though if if they get the ball out in like 1.4 seconds, it doesn't matter how good your pass rush is. Yeah. You're not going to get there. I mean, you saw it against Jacksonville. I mean, they got a little pressure. They definitely did. Well, and the Patriots got away with a few holds. But. True. And that's interesting, too, because they play this. Jacksonville kind of plays the same way. At least their defensive coordinators have the same mindset where they only rush four. I mean, you didn't even, like, their past two games, they didn't blitz at all. It, uh, the games that the Jags played, but. This last game, they didn't blitz at all either until the fourth quarter is when they started blitzing because they had to put pressure on Brady. But Eagles do the same thing. They rely on their front four, rush the quarterback. The only difference is that they just substitute more on the line yeah. than the Jags do. But the thing about it is Jags actually have, like, really good corners. Yeah. But the Eagles don't. So, like, I'm more concerned about what's going to happen when like that pass rush doesn't get there. So you know what? I'm gonna go Vegas on the spread. I'm gonna go like what was the score of the the Patriots game? Twenty four twenty. Twenty four twenty. I'm gonna go twenty four seventeen. Patriots. Alright. So I see where you're coming from. But I think uh I think Nick Foles can win a Super Bowl. Oh, my God. I think Nick Foles gets it done. Oh, my God. Tom Brady has to play in Foxborough. Or he's obviously still elite. But he has a huge advantage at home. Now he's got to go to a neutral site. The Eagles have never won a Super Bowl. The last time the Eagles were in a Super Bowl, they lost to the Patriots. Yeah. When they were going for a three-peat, which they're doing again. So... The Eagles are fired up. Uh, the only way I see the Eagles winning this game is keeping it low scoring. Nick Foles going to have to play with the lead. The Eagles have to get out to an early lead. Seven. Not, they might have to score first because if the Patriots score first, it's, over. it's tough to come back. It's over. I could see, I'm thinking honestly, like a 23-21 Eagles win. 23-21. Defensive game. Eagles slow down Brady a little bit. He gets frustrated. He starts throwing his helmet. This guy's weird fucking 2008 haircut going on. <laughs> Looks like a fucking dad. He's screaming at Edelman for not catching it. He's not even playing. Just yelling at everyone. Oh, that's just Brady. That's just what he does. Oh. <laughs> that's why we love him. That's why part. And then all the assholes can go jerk off for their six rings they win. But, hey. You know. Uh-huh. I think it's very important if the Eagles do score first. But then at the same time, I don't think it matters because the last two games, Patriots got scored on first. Well, actually, yeah. And they play the Titans. And the you got ja- to think the Jaguars and Eagles are a lot different than the Titans. Yes. But, they, I mean, Jags scored on them first. 
too. And they were down 14-3. I mean, I... And, like, the Jags have a solid running game, Leonard Fournette. But the thing is, the Eagles' running game is probably, in my opinion, going to be the, the most important factor and their front four because they can pound it. They have a different running attack with <clears throat> Blunt, um, J.J. and Clements, but Jags only really have Leonard Fournette. T.J. Yeldon can't block for shit. They were running him over every time. He had to, like, pass protect. But, like, when they take Blunt out, they can put a Jai in. And, like, Clements, he's an okay blocker, and he's, like, a different change of pace compared to the other two. Yeah. So, and, like, I, I just feel like the Patriots' defensive line has been getting so much praise, but I don't think they're as good as advertised. I, I, the only th- the thing I think that can help the Eagles win the Super Bowl, personally, is what Hackett, the offensive coordinator for the Jags, failed to do was to switch up the schemes in the second half when they were up. You know, they started to just run the ball on first yeah. time every time up the middle. If Doug Peterson just keeps Belichick on his toes, they keep moving the ball, they take 40 seconds off the play clock every single play, they need, they need to play like that unless it's going to be a, a six fucking game for Brady. <laughs> I mean, you can't be mad at him. I'm sure he's living the best fucking life. I'm sure he's doing okay. Yeah. I'm sure he's not upset with how things turn out for him. Yeah. I know one girl who is. <laughs> I know one girl who is upset though, is that fucking girl from New Jersey. Uh, what's her fucking name? Harley. What's her fucking name? I don't even remember. It's like Harley. Harley Barker. I don't know. Yeah, Harley Barker. Let's just, here, let, let, let's just run the clip. Let's, let's just run the clip. Let, let's see what Harley let's see what she was talking about. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Things walk on and on, and we do not waste water. We don't waste water because of people in this area. I love how I act like black people, but I love how I act like I love black people because I fucking hate niggers. So, that's really interesting. I fucking hate niggers, but I just saved the fucking niggers by shutting that water off, so... Jump on it, jump on it. Oh jump no. On it. Jump okay. on it. Jump on it. Like, I'm gonna probably jump on your man. Alright, well. So, Harley, you did the dummy. That was bad of you. So, obviously, she was. Well, once she got kicked out of school, I don't even know where to start. To like to even right, let, let go about that because I have like respond. I don't even know what to say. So, you know, there's a lot of division right now in America. You could say, <laughs> and this is definitely something that's just is never gonna help a cause to like bring people together. It's it makes me personally as a white person feel like ashamed that this is the same race as me and that this like still exists like this she's from new jersey she's not from the south like we're supposed to be liberals up in the northeast and this is the nonsense that we hear and then there was another video after that oh that's good where she responded and said something about oh someone being a snake and then she repeatedly said the n-word again and again that's good do you have that do you have that one is that yeah let me let me get that one what, what were you gonna say? I mean, I just can't believe. I mean, I understand that she was drunk, but I just for her to be so free. I mean, I don't think that's an excuse, that's but for her to just 
be so free and and just say things like that. That's just it's appalling. It's definitely disappointing, but at the same time, it's not surprising. Cause yeah, don't, like, don't you wish you were more surprised? That's the thing is that I wasn't when I heard it. I was just like, it still exists. I was like, okay. It's like, all right, fair enough. I see. Oh yeah, let's play. Let's see what she's saying. I'm sure her parents are proud. Yeah, she said she got she got kicked out of school, right? Obviously. Makes sense. And I know she was saying something about like you know, something about her sorority and how like this is all she ever wanted. Or I don't. Wasn't she now? She's in Alpha Phi. Yeah. This is not good PR. I'm gonna just say. It's good for you guys to cut her though. <laughs> Someone else. <laughs> All right, here, let, let's hear. This is her response video to her, her first one. There was like a bell that we could play, just be like, "Oh, R.I.P." Yeah. Well, sorry to hear that again, but just trying to get this point across. That it's a shame. This still exists. Things I would like to talk to her though. The thing. Understand. I would just. What are you gonna understand though? I'm not even understanding. It's just more like. I guess on it is. It would be understanding because it's like. I just want to know what your thought process was, because I'm sure, like, she doesn't know why she, or, like, why she said what she said. It's like, sometimes people just do shit, and they actually don't have an explanation why, but I want to know what her under, like, what she was thinking at the time, like. I feel like there's just, there's still, I mean, people like to ignore it, white people like to ignore it all the time, but there's not still, like, this, like, deeply rooted hate for not just African-Americans, obviously African-Americans, but all races that aren't white. And I'm not saying, obviously not all white people are racist, but <laughs> there's like a huge majority of people who still, like it's just subconscious. Like they don't even realize that they're being racist. It's like diet racism. It's like, oh, like, I have black friends. Like, oh, I have this. And it's like, it's yeah, like, like they don't even realize that they're being racist. And then there's obviously just blunt racism. But like. there's people who, like to just like, uh, mm, how, what am I trying to say here? They, they like to act like, oh, like I'm very involved in, in the community. In activism. I'm, and, exactly. To try and yeah. like, it's more to make themselves feel better about themselves but, than actually trying to like fix racism or like make steps. It's like a good like, progress. more like an image thing. Yeah, More exactly. than anything. It's a shame, I mean. Actually, that's what it's come down to now. But you know, with everyone yelling fake news all the time, like, what do you, what do you even listen to anymore? Like, what, what do you watch? What do you get news from? I get my news from Reddit because, like, I mean, I don't, 
I mean, I I still watch CNN. I watch Fox. I watch MSNBC. I, I think if you watch CNN, you have to also watch Fox because you need to. They're the two biggest extremes on both sides, and then try and form an opinion on your own. But the sad thing about that is not everyone does that. Does that. Yeah, like I know, like my mom, she's like, it's over. I'm not watching Fox, CNN. And I'm like, yeah. It's also fair. I respect people who don't want to watch either of them. Like, they suck. But I'm like, if I'm gonna hear what one side has to say, I'd like to hear what the other side has to say, because I at least want to like understand, like how or like how or like where people get their this mindset from. Then they like grow up with that, and like that at least gives you a better understanding of the situation. So I don't want to say you don't have as much like animosity, but at least helps you understand where you're, they're coming from. So you can get, figure out a way to, I guess, bring them over to your side or, or ha- allow them to understand where you're coming from. Which is what a lot of people don't do. Unfortunately. Yeah. Well, you know, if everyone could be just like Mickey. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so much better. <laughs> that's what we need more, more than one Michael Sampson yeah I mean I don't know I was watching something uh, interesting the other day it was actually just a South Park episode there was like a whole satire of it and this uh, I forgot her name I think her name's Wendy or something she's dating Carmen and it's supposed to be about how like she's so brainwashed by Carmen and I think Carmen's supposed to like represent Trump Mm-hmm. And then all of her friends keep making fun of her, and they're like, "Why'd you do this? Why'd you do this?" Instead of like, actually talking to her, you know, and reasoning with her, and like, you know, maybe you made the wrong decision. Basically saying like, "Oh, maybe you voted for Trump." Whatever, something like that. Right. That could I could be totally off, but that's just like what I took from it. And it's I feel like if we more came together and stopped, it's like an abusive relationship. Like if you keep just putting Trump supporters down, they're never going to admit that they fucked up and mm-hmm. that they want to, like, now let's come together and fix this problem. They kind of, like, feel alienated. Cause exactly. You're like, oh, you voted for Trump, all right, fuck you, I'm not going to talk to you. But it's like, yeah. if you voted for Trump, I actually would like to know why you voted for Trump. And then I'd also like to know how you feel now and looking back on it, because, I mean, exactly. it's... it's well, we're two days into his, we're year, a year and two days into his presidency, so how do you feel <clears throat> looking back on the entire election in the past year, and are you happy with your decision? Yeah. Exactly. And then, you know, if they are, then, you know, we can have a conversation from there. Yeah. I just feel like, like especially with politics, and why I don't even really want to talk about it is it's never... Like, has anyone ever had a civil conversation about politics? I'm sure people have, but you know what I mean? It always turns into, like, someone getting defensive, someone getting upset. There's never, like, a genuine conversation to, like, understand where people are coming from. All right. That's, like, I think the biggest issue today, and just the biggest issue with democracy, because it's just set up as a gridlock. Yeah, but, I mean... I don't know. I just wish that... It didn't matter as much. <laughs> well, yeah, because why can't we... Everyone just... Just, like, fuck, regardless if Trump's president or not, like... Just understand that, like, everyone, you know, has freedom of speech. And just essentials that we all have as people and not make it, like, a 
blue versus red thing or like a black versus white thing just I feel like the most important thing is like people actually coming together and deciding that they're going to have a conversation and actually listen I forgot what um, movie Denzel Washington was in but just kid keeps playing in my head when he was like you hear me but you're not listening yeah. Yeah. and it's like I feel like people sometimes fake like coming together and then like they hear each other but they're not actually listening like to what each other is saying and that's disappointing because you because then like the talk or whatever that you've had is like wasn't really a talk it's kind of like a waste of time if you look back on it training day by the way training day yeah that's a fucking movie pretty sure you won an academy award for that yeah Oh, that's good. <laughs> well, that's like also sort of what you were saying. Well, what we both were saying is like, there's a lot of white activists that will say like, they're trying to help like lower class families in poverty areas, but are they like genuinely doing it to help these people, or is it more of just a selfish like I need to feel better about myself? So that's yeah. Sort of you know, sometimes I'm okay with that because if you need to do this to feel better about yourself, sure, but you better be, like, be fucking doing it, like, all-time high. I don't know. I, like, but, like, it's an, it's an institutional problem, you know? It's like, you have to change the way people think before you change policy. We could change all the policies we want, affirmative action, all this stuff to try and help minorities, but... Before you change the way people actually think, nothing will ever change. As you can see, this college student saying the N-word about 30 times in 30 seconds. So. Yeah, well, well, she is just not an intelligent idea. But can you remind me what you said again, lastly? Which, what I said or what you said? What you said. I said, like, before you change the way people think, you're not going to be able to change... Like you can't you can't just change policies to actually fix racism right. or inequalities. You need to change the way people think. Right, and I agree with that. Um, and that's why I feel like uh, the next wave of like people um, in politics or like coming from like the younger generation, not necessarily like our generation, but like I guess one like mid before the last one. And they're like a little bit more understanding and more, I don't want to say, I was going to say liberal, but like that wouldn't be really the word to describe it. But they're, they just don't have the same understanding of like the older like people in politics who, in my opinion, like, I don't know, some of their parents or like their grandparents probably had slaves. I don't know. So like shit like that. So it's like, I mean, like the separation in our like demographics is crazy. Like, imagine sitting down, like, a 70-year-old white person from Alabama and sitting down a 22-year-old African-American from Brooklyn. Like, it's they're going to start arguing. Yeah. That's, like, the toughest thing is getting, like... That's, like, the, I, that Heineken commercial. I love that Heineken commercial. Which one? That's, um... They all sit, the, they all sit down, and they're, like, they're saying stuff, and there's, like, this one guy who says, like, transgenders are freaks, and this one guy says, like, women shouldn't have equal pay something whatever 
and they just have a normal conversation at first, and then they show those things, what they said before, mm-hmm. in front of both of them, right? And then they're like, okay, let's let's talk about this rather than like, oh yeah, we're gonna be talking about. They start off by just having a normal conversation. They don't know that this person's transgender. They don't know all this stuff. Right. And they show the video clips, and then they're like, okay, let's have a Heineken over it. Great marketing, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the message was a good one. That actually is. It's a good commercial now I think about it. I don't know, one commercial makes me makes it's making me think about a beer commercial, but I don't know, the Bud Light commercial, the fucking dilly dilly shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dilly dilly. See, honestly I fucking <laughs> <laughs> See I don't I don't drink Bud Lights, but like I'll go I'll go grab a six pack. You know, just for that commercial, enjoy it with some friends. <laughs> I would fucking not. You yeah. want to uh, wrap up on some new music and yeah, talk about going to you know the Bears and Pistons and progress. But music wise, I don't really. I don't know. I'm like I've been re- redoing my entire iTunes library, so you know, I'm always trying to get some new, new. Uh, pieces of music in there and I don't like listening to just singles you know yeah I like the entire work like a full album you know mixtape like Chris Brown's 50,000 song album that he came out <laughs> yeah I don't know about that I mean that's a little sucked up I mean if you're gonna be fucking a lot then yeah you better have Chris Brown on repeat <laughs> <laughs> don't even need to be on repeat hopefully you done by the you time the album's it, over. Long, you should, go you should probably go see a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because mixtape is like Viagra. Oh yeah. What do they call it again? I know one's called God's Plan. And then one's uh, what is it called? It's uh, it's like the slower beat one. It's like something uh, uh diplomatic immunity. Dipl- more like slow diplomatic immunity that sounds serious as fuck yeah he talks about like riding around the band with like flags on it uh, uh, nah. <laughs> of course <laughs> bangers after bangers do you like future and young thug album do you listen to that uh, I mean yeah but not really it was okay to me I think they like put it together like a week Okay. Yeah, it felt very like rushed. I didn't feel like they they both like put their all into it. Yeah. Which is a shame. Did you listen to um, Travis Scott and New York, uh, Quavo's album? Yes. I thought it was a pretty good album. Didn't think it was as good as yeah. people were making it on like Twitter and fucking Instagram. Everyone's like Honcho Jack and shit. And I'm like, yeah, it was good, but like. Let's relax. Right now, you know, I'm focused on building my, my currency library. So, mm-hmm. listening to a lot of Young Dolph and actually this song by uh by Cake. It's called Short Skirt Long Jacket. Mm-hmm. Off their album Comfort Eagle. It's a really good song. <laughs> what? Yeah, give it a listen. I'm sure you liked it. Played at night when you were Katie.
perfect <laughs> um what about um culture tea comes out on friday right yeah that's interesting it's crazy the um people writing is or i mean i guess migos is writing their way pretty hard right now i'm just going after it it's a shame that the falcons can carry it on you know super bowl last year i just felt like was a big hit. yeah <laughs> i feel like that was just a big hit on the culture in general just imagine if the falcons won the super bowl and then fucking georgia won a national championship yeah that would have been sick well, I mean, I'm kind of agree the NFL is rigged because, you know, Bears had the number two yeah. strength schedule yeah. last year. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think it's fair the way it was scheduled. Um, also, next year, we actually... The Browns have the number one type of schedule? No, they actually did not. Their, theirs was like, it was in the top ten, but it wasn't above ours. It's funny because next uh, year, we play the AFC East, so... It should be, be taking, what, four L's? No. If anything, we'll probably split at worst. Yeah, probably lose to the Jets and Patriots. We'll see. I like the way things are looking, though. Things are looking up. We got Matt Nagy, new head coach. You know, we kept Big Fangio building yeah. a solid base. You said that when John Fox was coming, too. But, hey, what are you going to do? Can't win them all. I mean, I did say that. I mean, I'm disappointed in the record aspect of his his tenure as Chicago Bears head coach, worst record in Bears history in our beautiful, beautiful, illustrious history. But, you know, he's a good leader of men. What? You're one Super Bowl. Okay. Still Super Bowl. How many Super Bowls do the Jets have? One. All right. Well, I'm not bragging about our flourishing <laughs> future. I'm just saying that if we were a stock right now, it's time to fuck. I mean, tanking. <laughs> or what I was gonna say was that that would be, that would be a good time to buy, because we're we're on the come up, baby. Yeah, best believe. But um. Speaking of who's not on the come up, my fucking Pistons. Yeah, they're on a cold streak. Yeah, well, you know, we have Reggie Jackson. He's still out. You know, he'll be out till the rest of end of February. Um, Stanley Johnson came back for a sign yesterday against the Nets. Lost that game off a of buzzer beater. You're Spencer Dimity hit the. Nets, you... I had a feeling we were going to lose that game too, so. Well, I mean, I call it like I see it. So. I like how you got, you got a guy on your uh, laptop wearing a Jets hat. It's nice. I mean, yeah, it's currency. You know what I'm saying? He started Jets. That's yeah. the whole... It's not... It's not. I'm not a Jets fan for anyone listening. Fuck the Jets. And the Patriots. But not Tom Brady, though. He's the GOAT. He's a system quarterback. I guess we'll <laughs> never know. <laughs> so, okay, Tom, I love you. Stan said all that mean stuff. Yeah, I'm sure he's listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. 
All right, well, this is dope. Um, thanks for coming on. I'm not not go Eagles. <laughs> go, Birds. go Tommy. Mark Wahlberg was in that one. Yeah, I'm sure. Movie, so I'm sure. Some bad luck for the Patriots. I don't know. I'm telling you, Patriots are gonna win. Watch the Eagles be up by like two touchdowns and then they fucking blow the game. All right, wait for the next podcast after the Super Bowl. Then. All right. <laughs> the Eagles have the win. <laughs> That'd be fucking something. I hope the Eagles fucking lose, because then Zach can stop talking shit, you know. That's not gonna happen. Or Drake. All the fucking Eagles fans. All of a sudden, all these Eagles fans came out the works. I don't know where the fuck you guys came from, but like, I don't want the Eagles to fly. I really don't. It's okay. So we'll, we'll find out. We'll see. All right. You're. Uh... Hey folks, uh, Michael's getting lost for words, so. I'll wrap it up for him. Uh, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed listening. Hope you guys enjoyed listening. Check in next week. Um, probably gonna have Jack on. He's gonna tell us a little bit about his experience while he was in Prague with this. Uh, it's um, laying off. And, um, a couple weeks we're gonna try and get uh, uh, one, of, one of my good friends on, Trace Green. He's a big crypto guy. Give us, get, at least give me a little bit of info on the whole situation. Because I have no idea what the fuck it is. So. But, um, yeah, let's check in there. See you guys next week.